hello and welcome to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast produced by me, Fraser McGrew, for Aleph Insights. In this series of podcasts, we take a look at interesting topics and discuss what we think they tell us about analysis and decision-making. I'm here with Peter Cockhill and Nick Hare of Aleph Insights, and this week we're discussing Peter's problem with Waterloo Station. Um, Peter, tell us about this problem of yours. Right, so... But we'll just keep it to the Waterloo one, yeah. Yeah, sure. So it's so my 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 problem has actually now been fixed. They've they've seemed to have reversed the decision. But if you're familiar with Waterloo Station, uh, you'll know uh, when you look up at the train board, uh, there's a sort of there's there's a couple of train boards. There's the old kind of orange LED train board, yeah. And then there's a newer digitized train board that okay. has essentially has the same information on it. Tells you. Which trains are on are leaving from which platforms at what time and where those trains go? So you have this additional sort of grouping of so far information so good. by train. Yeah. The the digitized board also had, and this is present in, on, in other train stations, but it had for a while, a long while, uh, a next train to a destination uh, board. So it had the traditional that kind sounds of good trains. Where they all the listing all the stops where they go that scroll through, and if it's a long many stopping train, it takes ages to scroll through. Annoying. This was if you want to go to Alter, uh, to, to if you want to go to Portsmouth, you scroll down the list to find Portsmouth, and then it'll say 1614 from platform five. That's not correct, I just made that up in case anyone's looking for a Portsmouth. Train. Yeah, for God's sake, get away from platform five. <laughs> so. That, so so it would be. I, I, That's a be, very good thing, it's right? It's a very, very. It yes. was a really, really good board, and it, it and it was positioned in such a way that you could walk in the door, and as the as your vision allowed it to come into focus, within half a second you'd know exactly what train when the next train is going, and you'd be able to reference the clock at the bottom of the screen. Yeah and where the platform, which platform you have to head to. So it was really, really super efficient. And it really slices through everything because it's often a busy situation, lots mm. going on, lots of sensory overload there, and often mm. you might be in a hurry as well. Exactly. So, yeah. But So the problem was that about a month ago, this board had been taken away and replaced with more traditional information boards. Okay. Um, and I was slightly taken aback. I, Livid. I, I then had to sort of spend ages trying to find the right train. Now, I don't know how trains work in other countries, but often if you're not going to the terminal point on a train line, the train is known by the terminal point and the time. Yeah. So if you want to go to, for example, Alton, you actually get on the Portsmouth train, yeah. which doesn't obviously doesn't make any sense mm. when you're thinking about what you're trying to do. Yeah. So, so I was looking for I was looking for Hazelmere, where, where I live. It wasn't there. You know, I have to wait for three or four refreshes of the screen as it cycles through. Yeah. Because it would be on the And there's always page. the fear that there's going to be an earlier one you just haven't, which hasn't got to Hazelmere yet. Mm. You know, you know that this train goes there, but you want the next one. Yeah. And it's even possible that the next train to Hazelmere isn't going to get you to Hazelmere the quickest. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, so, you know, that, yeah. Next fastest train to should be ah. the only information board available well, at train stations. Well, yeah. Um, it, it just struck me that this, this was taken away. So I, I inquired. I, I had a few minutes till uh, my train left after I spent five minutes working out when the next train was. Uh, and I inquired. I asked one of the station staff what what was going on, uh, and he he was as surprised as I was. He 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 said yes. Plenty, loads of people have complained. I made it clear I wasn't complaining. I was just observing and asking why. Um, 
uh, and, and I said, you know, why, why, what was the reasoning? And he didn't have one. He just said management. God, them said, again. Them again. Bloody management. management. <laughs> but anyway, the problem is fixed because they seem to have reinstated it. They've seen the error of their ways. Yeah, last time I looked on Tuesday, it was back again. Well, well, that's great. So I, we can... Uh, no, because this t is touched on perhaps my biggest complaint in Brit the British transport system. And it's this. Exactly what Peter said. The UID for a train. What's a UID? Un unique identif identification, basically. So how you know, how you differentiate one train from another yeah. in the UK is a destination yeah. and a time. Yeah. The 3.42 to Hastings yeah. is a train mm. that, for those in the know, the cognoscenti, the people who live in Hastings and get that train every day, they know all the 17 places it stops. Right, but I might be going to one of them seventeen places, and I'm not an expert. In fact, it might be my first time outside London for weeks. Um, or and months. Yeah, and I'm somehow expected to be an expert on the bloody trains. Mm. It's so annoying. And now, let me. So, we've explained. I think for people who live outside the UK, that's how trains work in the UK. Yeah, is it not like this in other countries? The country of London, it is not. And let me tell you why. Because in London, on the underground trains, mm. they have a totally different system based on lines. You get on the right line, mm. and that's all you need to know. There's yeah. actually one thing you need to know. Well, and the direction it's going in. Right. That's the one thing you need to know. So there's one bit of information. Well, you, well, you might need to know, because if it branches and you don't want it to right. open up... Well, you need to know the line and the direction. So, you need so to let's, assume, let's assume, though, that you know that the place you're going is on, say, the Piccadilly line. Yeah. If that's the thing you need to establish. Yeah. Then you get on the Piccadilly line, you make sure you're going in the correct direction yeah. of two, typically. Sometimes more, yes, we'll get onto that. Um, but uh, that's ex expedited by the fact that there's a candy map yes. right next to the exits telling you which trains they're going to. It's now, a famously uh, very I, simplified map as well. Right? So it's wonderful. Yeah. You're going to a place, you get on the right tube, you will get off there at the end. You sit down and relax, read your paper. Similar system for buses, right? There are more lines, but they're not called lines, they're called routes. And then they're identified, no, not with natty names like the Piccadilly or the Victoria line, but with numbers. But all the same, if you get on the 153, you will definitely be able to get off where you're going. I should say, just like Peter did earlier, that that might not be true in your particular case, listener. You might not need the 153, but <laughs> yeah. a different route. But, I mean, the point is you should check that in advance. Mm. It, equally easy, you need to get that bus. I've just come back from Rome. Oh. Similar distinction, actually, right? So the Rome tube, or metro, as they call it, um, has basically two lines. Rome's quite small. But all you need to know is which line is it that you're getting on and which direction job done the trains um slightly easier in one way less informative in another the trains the key identifying information is a four digit number mm. like the 9953 and if you get on that then uh you know that it's gonna you're on the right train there's not another ambiguity of i'm on the 342 but it might be going to the wrong place um so i think the question here is is there a better way to do this like could you do the line system for trains and transport yeah. in general? And that's to say nothing of things like um, aeroplanes, which don't have anything resembling this. Aeroplanes are treated as a bunch of individual flights. Mm. Like you, you have to, and they're a nightmare, aren't they? If you're trying to book flights somewhere 
Um, well, they're, they're in scheduled flights, they're not. Scheduled well, flights, the same flight number will be going either every day or every week. Or I know, but it, it, that's fine if I know I'm going from here to there then. But if I want to explore options, like, so, for example, I could look at the Piccadilly line and I could go, well, you know, uh, OK, that's it's sort of in Bank or Charing Cross is quite close to Leicester Square. So, in fact, if I was getting the Northern Line, I could get off at Leicester Square and I'd probably be nearby. There's absolutely nothing like that with planes. It would be great if there was like a route. You could Correct. say, oh, that plane is be, on this route. And be, as long as I get on that route. If the yeah, if the if there was some way of encoding into the name of the flight, the direction it went yeah and where it's, it, where it flew over and where it stopped on it's not air. unlike that whole debate we had about what three words you know that mm. actually it would be handy if there was some information that would so i could say well i'm, I'm looking well, at this flight but i can also look at these other flights that are nearby there's nothing like that you've got to yeah. search hundreds of them individually i was thinking the same actually i was also thinking about the what three words thing we did and also but in relation to i think there's downsides to giving numbers to trains um, but let, let's let me chuck a few things out there and let's sort of see what sticks. So, for example, I think I think one thing you said that's interesting, um, which was, hey, why aren't? And I know this is not really what we're talking about, but hey, the the, the, the bus lines don't operate like tube lines. No, they okay? do. Well, no, in as much as we don't give them a, a color or a name. Um, I think that's interesting. Why might that be? Because I think that might inform mm. the stuff. Why aren't trains also like tubes? And and just yeah. off the top of my head, I think with buses, I think it's to do with just there's just probably so many routes. Yeah, it'd be too many colours. I think that's part of it, and and yeah, too many routes also just for the names as well. Mm. So it makes sense to use numbers. That's just off the top of my head. If, if you put and the two the tube system though, if you got rid of all the colours and just gave them all numbers, got rid of the colours and the names, just gave so you're going for the line number four and I'm going five stops south. That's mm. all, you know, the, the, it it works just as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. The color, and the color's just there for really quick reference, as long as you haven't got color blindness. Or yeah, but also it's more more fun because I've been to countries where they've got oh go on line one or three or ten and it's boring. Yeah, you, know, you want you want a bit of spice in your life. Um, thinking about trains. And you've got a bit of that, you know, that when you read about old trains and people say they got the Scots Flyer to Darlington. Yeah. And you think, imagine knowing that your train had a name. Yeah. yeah That's yeah, really yeah. cool. And they don't, I don't think they have that anymore. You can't get on a train with a name. Uh, they do, but they're not as. I mean, I just think the Flying Scotsman was just particularly famous. But yeah, but I mean, no one, because no one would. But you, yeah, you might say, well, I'm, I'm going to get the Flying Scotsman. I'll see you in five uh, tomorrow. Yeah. You know, uh, you. Um, I don't think anyone says that now. No. You know, you get the you get the 950 to Edinburgh Waverley and then yeah, change. Yeah. So let's think about. I mean, um, why aren't trains like uh, the tube? Mm. I suspect it's to do with one. Um, you probably. Is it? I think it's interesting. It's longer distances. I think two. Is there anything to do? Are there more stations or not? I think I don't know. But it's to do with trains i don't think trains on their lines don't stop at all the stations in the same way that they do in on tubes right and i'm sure that's a connection here mm. and then the other thing is they're not as interconnected as tubes which lines kind of help for that i mean of course they do connect you know if you want to change at darlington to whatever but they don't but connect a piccadilly line I, doesn't I think, doesn't occasionally become a victoria line train at finsbury park for example no which no. it could it Although could it does in do some kind in new york that kind of happens really so what you get on, get on get on the a line and you a the a train and suddenly you're on the g g train or yeah something. i probably totally misrepresented it but it does stuff like that is oh, you've got to yeah, be very careful which train you get there on. are some weirdnesses around circle line district line 
Yeah. When you've got two flavors of train on the same yeah. line. And same I'm never platform. quite sure if... Um, and it's difficult to work out if... I wish they'd just paint the bloody trains. Well, actually, it, was, you, get, you get on what you think is a district line. It doesn't sound very configurable. And it's all no, painted no. yellow, but it turns out... Which is the circle line color, but it turns out, don't, don't worry, you are on district line. And that can be... Well, I actually, I've, I've got a special mention of the circle line a bit later on. Okay. Because so, for an exciting reason, which we'll let <laughs> readers... Right, okay. Think um, about yeah, so those were just my initial sort of things about the, where where do we want to focus our minds in the, in well, the just, immediate I mean, sort of. So it's not really going to take it in advance anywhere, but the the traditional cha train view, the time destination, and it'll say platform. Then underneath, it'll list all the all the stations it's going oh, to. I'm going to stop you, Peter. And sorry, just really briefly, the 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 we, the the number thing. I think the downside of the number oh, yeah. thing is is a bit like with what three words, mm. how the number doesn't relate to anything. If you've got a train called a 406, another one called the 708, and one's for new car, there's just no relation between the number and the location. Where at least if it's even if you're going only as far as. Hastings and it goes all the way to Folkestone. At least you know there's a relation between the Folkestone train and do you see what I mean? And the destination. Well, I, actually, where... that's the same reason I got a complaint about our motorway numbering system okay, well... because it pretends to be meaningful and yeah. it isn't. Like, because you can be on the A13 and suddenly be on the A68. Yes. And yes. And then there's the B3973. And we have. And what's the point in having all those numbers well, if they don't help you the, do the, anything? Well, the, ignoring the B roads, the A road, the motorways and A roads. There is a there is a regional numbering. So if you go up north to sort of North England, they're all they all start six something. And then if you if you're uh, anywhere around the A the M three, there'll be a there'll be a three something. So there's a con there is a no there's, there's a regional convention. Are you telling me there's a secret code that nobody's ever taught me? No, if you look at a map, you you will spot the pattern that if you sort of circle all the A threes and M threes, then they kind of group together, hmm. they kind of cluster together. I'm not we'll, convinced. We'll, we're, we're going I mean, to come in Kent, it's all two something or other. I just need a yes, no answer, because I've researched this unusually for right. me, not now, but months ago. Um, London postcodes. Yeah. Do you know how they work and why they're like they are, the numbers aspect? Do you mean, do I know the his history of the postcodes? Well, do you know why you might be in, a, um, in an N postcode and your N... So we know there's well, N for they're, North. They're alphabetic, aren't they? Well, not so, really. So like they, or, they yeah. would be the, the post office, the head of the yeah. head post office. So the first one, so the the one, so let's say let's say you're in the N postcode, North yeah. London, and let's say, let's say there's N1, 20. N1, Islington. Let's say there's 20 postcodes there, for example, right. in the N section. And it's weird because you can be in Islington, N1, but next door is N14, and then hmm. next to it is N4. And, and there's just no... Yeah, and and the reason why is because the one, Park, yeah. in the, and the one is as you say is the, like the head post office for that region. Which would be uh, probably um, Mount Pleasant, I would have thought. I who knows? Um, but then every single, <laughs> and then they change the system because then every other one is by, is to do yeah with the alphabet of what that borough so, is. So so can I? So my complaint about that is exactly the same, which is it's one of these nineteen sixties sort of let's standardize things yeah let's let's try and impose this so-called numbering system because somehow it's going to make things magically more efficient because we take away words and stick numbers there instead and numbers are computery and it's the future and what you end up with is just meaningless rubbish yeah. yeah it's just a completely like yeah. it's just 
it's shorter, yeah. but it's not meaningful to a yeah. human at all. And it's, yeah. Yeah. Talking about weird mishmash and, and not meaningful to any human at all. Peter, um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel, sorry, I completely cut you off. You were going to go I've off. Totally and... forgot my... No, it, so yes. Right. So those traditional train information signs where you have the, the destination yes. time platform yeah. and then a big list of where it's going, mm. often scrolling to two or three or four pages, yeah. which is just a pain. Um, that's a, that's the train operator's view of how the trains work. If you ask the train, the guy, in, the, the the people in the t control center, oh, can you just give me the a list of your top favorite trains, top most used trains? They would be able to do it. They would list them like that. And say, and you say, okay, well, where are these going? That's what. That's how they would see this thing. And when they're looking at their information board, they see, you know, port the uh, four hundred two to Portsmouth. Mm. At a certain time, they see it on the line. They can sort of picture it that way. But as a punter, where you you're entering this sort of system, you have got no overall sort of picture of what's going on. I don't care about mm. where these trains are going. I, if I'm going to Portsmouth or I'm going to Hainsworth, I don't care what train stations are in between. Irrelevant to me. I just want to know what the next train to to Hainsworth is. So I think Fraser, you. You, what you said earlier, which was essentially that um, this is explicable using Shannon entropy, is is where I would go as well. So with, don't, no, don't go putting with, words into my mouth. No, I listen, know what you're doing because here. because um, okay. So Shannon what are the complicated entropy. tube lines? This is about information theory, isn't it? Good, good, yeah. good man. But specifically, how much information you need to make the right decision, say, in this case. Yeah, so as yeah, I was yeah. saying, with as long as... You, OK, so you need to know which line you're on. Yeah. I don't know how many there are. 15 lines now, maybe, on the tube. Um, but, you know, so that's, what, four bits of entropy. And then you then you need to what know the direction. Mean? I forgot well, what just it means. Each bit is, like, half, energy? Half, halving. Literally, how many... Um, how many did zeros or ones you would need to encode the precise information you need to a level of detail that you need it okay. to be at. This right? was really simple until you started explaining so it. So five, five bits of info will get you onto the right tube line going in the right direction, okay? Um, now, the most complicated tube line, strictly speaking, tube well, let me line. Guess. Not, okay, but I'm not including light railways. No, okay. Okay, so... It's either going to be circle and district for particular reasons or... Piccadilly lines. I, say. I think Piccadilly line is quite simple. Um, very got, hot. The you got that line. annoying twiddly no, bit around Heathrow Airport, which makes it complicated. Just as an aside, the Victoria line is very hot. Um, yeah, I don't know. Okay, well, I, I metropolitan. Th no, it is the district because that's got it more endpoints. So, in principle, right, the number of configurations of a the routes that a district line line train can take. Now, I don't know enough about the actual way it works but in theory i think there was there's like sort of eight or something potential routes. the northern line four because there's two branches yeah it branches up in the north and it yeah. branches around the city but actually in terms of what you need to know you only never need ever need to know one of those things because you're never going to be going to you're never going to care how it gets there anyway there we are so trains big problem as you said as soon as you start switching on or off different stations you, it's massively increased the information content required. So um, if, if there are 10 stations on a, stop, uh, on a line and it could either stop or not stop any of them, you, suddenly you need uh, 10 bits of information. So there's like two to the 10 possible configurations for, th for that. So I think that explains why we have different 
setups. You know, if if it, if it we have got look, every, there's no information about it stopping or or not stopping at different stations on the tube because the the answer is the same. It stops at all of them, mm. and then it becomes a matter of designing tube lines that are sort of maximally useful for actually plotting a route, which is where the circle line comes in. Because the circle line is, in theory, I, I, I think this is true. I think I might have, I think I've discovered this. I don't think this is one of those tube facts. I think the circle line is the only line which has no stations or indeed line which belongs entirely to itself. I think every other tube line has at least somewhere where it's just that line and nothing else. So does the circle line not have one station that's only no, a circle line? No, no. So the, in that's that sense, the circle line can be said to be sort of entirely fictitious. Yeah. It's a polite fiction that we've created to make life easier for ourselves as navigators. Um, I, someone out there is probably going to tell me. Well, that I wonder, wrong, does it have any of its own sections of track? Or no, is it well, always relying on other. Maybe in real life, but not on the map. Yeah, like there's no yeah. track which isn't doubled by some other line. So, so anyway, that t points to okay. That's how we. That's the issue you've got. If it stops at every line, it's actually really easy. You just need you design a new line. If it turns out there's enough people going that way, that it's easier than having them change. And obviously, you've got an enormous problem with uh, trains because of the way that they are switched on or off. Mm. And um, so, yeah, that's I think explains yeah. why. There's also additional another dimension. It, it'll be related to the switch stations on and off but you get you get the normal commuter and then you get the express which will yeah. stop which will which may go to the same destination and that may have the same stops but one will be faster than the other yeah and and because well because it's not stopping at some because it's not stopping no, yeah, you said it was stopping at the same ones but all well, I, 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 all I, I would imagine I bet there's a play I bet there's a destination probably not a terminal destination but the, for a train that well a, def a train that's so the the Something around the four fifteen to somewhere that's only got no it has got no intermediate stops and there'll be an express and there'll be a a, a commuter version. could be mm. but it I, but Don't I mean the, but the the I think the the key point is that we having a tube stop at every station actually might not be the best way of doing it right you can't really have an express tube because it's one single line and they can't overtake but I mean that aside. It might be sensible, for for instance, sometimes sometimes of day to switch off chunks of the network or whatever. But we don't. We actually accept a cost uh, a, to simplify it. So, in to reduce the information content required to explain and to navigate, we simplify the system. So that is one response to this level of complexity. Um, I have others, and Peter might be able to suggest some ways around this problem. Sorry, I don't understand what, what question mean? we're trying to frame here, because what we've said is, is, is two things. First of all, Peter had his issue at Waterloo. Mm. The good people at Waterloo Station have now rectified that because, you know, there was a threat of uprising yeah. and rebellion. Um, one. Two, we've talked about a little bit about why certain systems are certain ways, and... But but you're still framing it as a problem, as an issue, as a question. I mean, I mean, all we've all we've said is that 
what, what, what's nightmare. suboptimal here? But why? What's suboptimal? Well, because this Peter's special board is only exists at some station. I mean, you can rock up to Porchester. Ah, so it should be and like, you'd be like everywhere. Well, I've got to work out whether this next train take goes to Victoria or whether it goes to Waterloo. And if so, does it go via Three Bridges, which for some reason is of some great mystical importance to train people? If it goes to Three Bridges, it's a whole different thing and you need a different t- kind of ticket. Mm. Um a place I've got no interest in, or it's certainly not getting out there. Hmm. Um, and it's like that. You it's use not trains. As, not and as nice as four bridges. Then you've anyway. got the whole bloody, um, you know, the old, this train is dividing at, uh, uh, you know, um, Southbourne, and you've got to be in the front four coaches, uh, and you never know which they are because you don't know which coach you're on, and all of that business. It's just a nightmare. So what I'm saying is how can we fix this and make life as easy as possible so that um, we don't need Peter's special board we, we can just go and get on a train and know that it's the right train and we're in the right place and we can get off in the right Brilliant. place. Brilliant. So good. We've turned ourselves from moaners, which you know we know we're not that, um, into solution providers. Nick, what's your solution then? Well, I've touched on simplification. I, incidentally, I looked at toasters. It's a very similar issue. How many types of toaster does Russell Hobbs make? 24. 79. Good Lord. Yeah. Uh, Smeg have so many ovens that I couldn't count them all, but I noted that they are divided into along about 10 different... um, uh, There's a taxonomy of 10 different features that you can have, like the aesthetic, the colour, the component finish, whether it has a pizza oven, what power supply it uses. Um, It's a problem everywhere. This problem that you have a wide variety of products, one of which is going to be good for you, and you have to wade through tons of stuff to get to it. Is the answer communism? It might be. That's the simplification argument. It's like, look, this is too complicated and we waste too much time farting about. We'll just have one type of oven and it's this nice red one. Um, And when you turn the thing, it comes on. And when you turn it off, it goes off. And the equivalent, I think, in trains would be to... Uh, standardised to put lines down and say that that is this line and it stops at every stop and you know that's it you get on okay fine nobody ever gets on or off at um, you know Ashworth but doesn't matter it doesn't matter, matter, matter because what. one guy a month needs to use that station so um, but that so that's the simplification method but I think I don't know I wonder if Peter has anything more sophisticated because I've had some thoughts along these lines well I think I think signage, wayfinding signage in stations is probably can be improved. I mean, and th- this this board does the perfect job for I the. I think we all agree this board is the best thing ever it invented, is. And, yeah. it, and it should never have gone. It should never never have Hold been. Hold on, isn't the solution removed. not to change the system, just to make sure you've always got this board in place? I well, somewhere. I would have I would have more I would have more similar boards. So I get rid of the old train information. Nobody needs to see that. That's in a that's in a leaflet. You can get that and peruse it at your leisure. Um, you but have. Have a, a similar board divide uh, that say shows you similar information but divided into some useful way. So, for example, if 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 uh, on a, on a, uh, commuter trains, whether or not you have a ticket that's valid for express trains or not is important. So, if you get if you're travelling to say Bristol from Paddington and you haven't got an express train, if you get on the express train with your normal ticket, you're in big trouble. And God forbid you get on. Outside peak hours. Outside if you've peak got hour. yeah. What and what are peak hours? No one knows. Yes, they won't so tell you. First thing would be a, a cl- just a, a static clock with red sections <laughs> saying when is peak hour and when is not peak hours for this station because it's not standard. It depends where you're going. So it's something to do with 
what if it gets into London if the train gets into London five minutes before nine o'clock in the morning on a Tuesday where your your brothers put their um, coat on the top peg kind of it's bizarre but it, it it's a known thing so why not write it down and put it on a board yeah so Peter's basically so we've got the solution of simplify so that we don't really need the information we've got Peter's solution of informatize so that the information is more readily available both of which are good. We've got but my I, solution. I'm, go, I'm going even further. Go on, what's your well, solution? Well, my solution, I said, don't change the system. Just have, you know, the thing that Peter finds really useful, the the next train to, have that everywhere at every okay. single station. Well, so that's, that's yeah, I think that's the, that's the pr provide more information. But I, 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 but I want a board that says, if you've, got an exp if you've got this kind of ticket, look at this board. If you've got this kind of ticket, look at this board. Because your destination will, will change. So let me lay this down. Let me blow your mind off. I've got a, 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 a which, different kind of solution which cuts through all this. Do you ever get a taxi? Uh, on occasion, yeah. Yeah, do, which taxi route do you take to get to get home? Uh, usually the quickest stroke cheapest. Well, no, because there isn't such a thing. Oh, I see. You get in a taxi and it takes you where you want to go. Okay. Right. We have the technology now that we can have on-demand taxis. Yeah. And you can summon them up with your mobile phone. Yeah. <laughs> like Here's where I'm up. going. When Individual you are trains. going to yeah. get a train, you buy a ticket for your destination. Yeah. Um, the trains are then dynamically scheduled. And which whether your train is the correct one is indicated by some feature of your ticket, you know, which will be, uh, you know, like it'll be, a, I don't know, the leading digit or something so that you can tell that this train is going to suit my needs. And the trains are all dynamically scheduled and they leave depending on when there's enough people going to the right places for it to make sense for it to leave and to go. And it'll be all designed to minimise something like minimise average waiting time or minimise maximum waiting time or something. But the point is that you no longer, we don't need to have a world of the 1342 to Doncaster anymore. That is there in a world where you don't have the ability to transmit demand instantly. Now we can transmit demand instantly. We can do it on our mobile phones or if you don't have one on the, one of the uh, interfaces which I'm going to put in the station. But the point is you say I'm going here. It knows where everyone's going. It knows they're all on the platform. It says right go to platform three. Your train is leaving in five minutes and it'll be quicker more efficient than the current way of doing it. This is a total disaster. What? Okay. Why, why so? Okay for a couple of reasons. First of all um, you're being rather selfish about this and you are only thinking about it from the from the immediate needs of the user. Silly me. <laughs> what about you know um, overloading the system and trains crashing into each other because it turns out that everyone wanted to go to X and also to Y and and so the trains. Cr I mean, you, you, the, you'd be overloading the you system. Just, in you, you design your software so that that doesn't happen. Yeah. I think that, I think that we've more or less solved the problem <laughs> of trains crashing into each other. Yeah, but also no, but well, okay, but overloading the system. But also, well, and, I mean, there, and, and there then are, it might be are, that the answer to over because you were saying that the trains would depart at different times to what they usually do. There's no. Let's be better. There is, there is no standard. Yeah, like just like right. cars do, just like okay. Do. So you will then overload the system. No. Um, and and you well, will it'd be, it'd be less overloaded. Do you, mean, do you mean you would overload the current system or do you mean you could never define de derive such a system that would work? You would overload the current system Correct. and then in your new system you would end up developing some norms and one of those norms might be that trains leave at a certain agreed time all the time so that you didn't overload the new system. 
but you just design a better system. If we yeah. if we we're giving ourselves pretty far-reaching powers to redesign the whole railway network, and you would need it. The current system would never work because you'd end up with all the trains backing up somewhere, and you need the, one okay. of the reasons you have a timetable is so that they can schedule the return of trains to. Where, it, where they're going to be busy, and they move them around, and they shift them between lines and things. So Okay. Mm, still not convinced. Um, but then the other thing is, actually, there's something really useful. Have about you heard of a company called Amazon? <laughs> yeah. Right. You might order a DVD of The Railway Children today and mm. a Jane Austen novel tomorrow because you're in that kind of mood. Mm. Um, they didn't know that you were going to do that. Mm. Does it overwhelm their system? No, it does not, because their system is designed to be flexible and they have, you know, drivers who go to places because they need to deliver something. But you, it's you, I don't think you can have the same flexibility it's around totally transporting fine. Um, people. Why? They're exactly the same. No, because they're going to very fixed places for a start. That's even easier. And it makes it even easier than having to do it with like uh, every single address in the whole UK. And, and, and roads. And transporting which, people is not the same as transporting things. Why? Um, because they're bigger and they need to do certain yeah, but things. You accommodate you can't that just, by the fact that trains you can't, are bigger. You can't, you can't, you can't leave people in a van all, overnight. Yeah, you, you don't store them all up in some boxes. massive warehouse yeah. somewhere and yeah, get them but It's, it's not directly analogous, but it, there'll be similar kinds of optimization algorithms required. Um, and it, I think, yeah, I, th I totally agree. And I, I would also go as far as make, you know, trains would who? be smaller. Trains... It could just might, be one carriage. One carriage might rock carriage up. Trains, yeah. all, all the ch each carriage would be independently electrically powered. And you might all get on this one train, and then it, that track might split off into eight different carriages, all of which are going to a different little destination. One will end up at a little branch line with five people on it. It's fine. Another I'm imagining it, highly modular little railway trolleys that have maybe yeah. four seats in them. All, they... But all going left and right and back <laughs> yeah. and forth and going across yeah. points, which are switching hundreds of times a second. And, and then there's got to be fab. There's the huge amount of investment required. To, to get rid of the old uh, infrastructure. No, the so infrastructure is fine. Leave the rails where they are. And the you trains themselves, better. the carriages. The points are all currently all automatically controlled. You know, they're, 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 the trains are, can be self-driven now. Um, I think, it, yeah, to a degree it can be retrofitted to the current system. But in order to... I can't believe you're on his side with this. No, no, I'm totally on board with this. I'm totally on board with this. It's the opposite of stupidifying it. At the moment, we're stu <laughs> we stupidify the system to make it easier it's for people to understand um, and to make it predictable. I'm just saying that we don't need to do that. We can make it fit the needs of the users. Yeah, because, Ray, you are starting to sound a bit like an, an old a sort of 18th century canalsman when they're building <laughs> the railway, saying this will never work because the yeah. infrastructure doesn't support it. Well, I'm not proposing we drive trains on canals. I'm saying we drive our sort of sleek pod things on the new network that comes alongside the, the, the trains. So when the revolution comes, you know, I'll be the first with my back to the wall. With what you're you saying, won't, because the minute you naysayer. get... Just like you with the Waze app, the minute you turn up at the station and your train turns up within three minutes on demand and gets you there 20 minutes earlier than it would have done, you'll be sold. No. Yeah, and you'll be raving about this new system. Because also there's something also that's nice about trains is that that when they work as they should, is that everyone understands what time you're arriving somewhere. And actually, although with cars, for example, where it's more fluid and you'd be faster or slower, that adds unpredictability for the people at the other end and for yourself. Well, I'd say the amount of times that trains are delayed 
um, easily swamps that extra predictability vis-a-vis car travel. Yeah, People accept living... that unpredictability in car travel and bus travel and plane travel. I don't see why we can't. Well, but 84% of trains um, in 2021, um, scheduled trains arrived on time within one minute. That's a lie, by the way. I've no idea. Oh, that's true. Okay. But, but, um, Classic phrase. Yeah. Just anyway. make it all up. Okay. Look. Um, I, I. I. I don't know. But, I, but, but, I think. But it, do, it, do, but it just finished. The, this new system, this new whole transport system we're describing. Why don't we just use cars? Why don't we just have automated Ubers if we're doing this? Fully Take automated. the rails away. And Take just the rails have, away and yeah. just have more roads. Sky cars. Um. <laughs> Okay, another podcast. I think yeah. that is an interesting idea. Yeah. Um, look, I we need to kind of wrap up, um, or a bit like meetings. You know, let's not just have meetings. Let's so in the same way, let's just stay at home, right? The rails could be automated. Cars could just drive onto the rails and use the rails as a super fast type of road. And then come off again at the other other end and drive you to yeah. Helverdon well, Hall, they, wherever but, you're going. But why can't they just be super fast kinds of cars on roads? Well, I would imagine that certain kinds of physical constraints make driving on a rail more efficient. Probably more efficient. Yeah, it got minimal con- surface contact. So it's, it's sort of you have to trade the efficiency for all of that infrastructure investment when you're building the rails. Oh, it's fun stuff. No, if, we, if, <laughs> if, they, if, if all cars were totally autonomous so around the m25 and all the motorways if you were not allowed to drive a manual car on there anymore and everything was fully autonomous we'd all be going at 300 car- miles an hour cars could be going yeah, uh, yeah really yeah. really fast really really close together yeah i've often thought that and that time is coming soon yeah um two two things um one um i'm really pleased actually to see that um at the beginning of this of this episode um you know, when i talked about the reasons why it might be that the systems are different is you you agreed with me okay you thought the same as me landstone yeah milestone moment there yeah well and not only that but it makes me particularly pleased because you you know you you'd obviously spent some time thinking about this and resource you know using your own resources you just you just won it yeah (laughs) this is it i said do you know what i reckon it's this and turns out i was right yeah um or certainly as right as you and so but I've had of l- the mouths of babes and sucklings. <laughs> yeah. And the, the, but I'd had time to sort of just, you know, just watching rubbish on Netflix and stuff while you're busy researching and turns out it's I'm not right. not necessarily you know? a win, though, is it? And it's not a strategy to rely on, is it, Fraser? Well, this is got, one time in however in. many times. Oh, no, I'm always right. I'm oh, always right with these intuitions, yeah. you know? All right. That's the first thing. Third Good. thing, actually, you would be less bothered about the train, you know, this system being changed, right? If you were not paying to go on the train, right? So this is, I have a confession to make. Um, Many times in the past, but especially when I was younger, um, I would sort of, you know, um, not get a ticket when it was easier to do then than it is now. And and it was great because it was free. Mm. Now, you know, literally a free rider, right? Um, but um, it wasn't free. Other people were paying. For other people, so yeah. yeah, it was free for me. Free at the point of use. Yeah, for you. Yeah, and it just makes me think of it was theft, theft of services. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but also I think two days in a row I got caught by the same person as I was travelling on a train from this is when I was much younger, um, from Bedford into into London. Now imagine me at say about twenty five years old, right? I'm pretty charming now, yeah. Yeah, and I know how to sort of get on with people. 
at 25, I was the same, yeah, except only... more more beautiful, less bored, just like more winning, you know. And and I hard think... to conceive, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> and and I remember the guy, the conductor. Um, I can't remember if it was. I think it was the first day. Said to me, "Tickets, please." And I said, "Oh, I don't have one." And he said, "Why not?" And I think they get used to, oh, I was running for all the, you know. And I said, I didn't think anyone would be checking. Okay. And he just went, oh, and just, you know, it sort of took him back a little bit. And he went, oh, all right. Admire your honesty. Yeah. And he I'm went, a thief. That's <laughs> the answer. <laughs> and he went, all right, um, have a good journey. Yeah. And that was it. He just left it at that. And then I think the second day, I think it was actually a different conductor. I said the same thing. Um, you know, have you got a ticket? No, I haven't. Why not? I didn't think there'd be anyone here. And he said, oh, don't worry. And he, someone dropped this. And he pulled out a ticket that someone, and he gave it to me. Oh, legend. I don't, <laughs> However, we don't advise our listeners to no, do this. We don't advise no. our listeners to break the law. No. Um, I, 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 the, I don't know if this is another, another, an, another anecdote. Um, I think I might be the last generation to really benefit from the sort of a kind of free riding that you mentioned. So in certain stations in around London and certainly other regional stations, they had... This co this concept of buying a permit of, to travel, which was like a yeah. you put five p in the the smallest denomination the machine would accept, and you get a ticket, which is basically a declaration that you were willing to pay for a ticket, but for whatever reason the ticket office hadn't was quite got round to it, hadn't yeah. quite got round to it, or whatever. It was just that like, and then but then the, when you got to your destination, often there was no checking and there was no barriers; you could just walk off. Seems mm. like there's no downside. There was no doubt. So basically, uh. lots of people got sort of five p rail travel yeah. for years and years and years. Apart from an underfunded um, railway system. Yeah, the like legacy that. of yeah. a creaking infrastructure, thanks to you, Peter. Yeah, and um, me. And me. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Um, let's stop there. Yeah. Okay. I'm annoyed that you brought Shannon Entropy into this one as well, when it had no place here. Um, everything perfect. Shannon. Yeah. Uh, thank you, as always, for listening to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast. I'm Fraser McGrew. We've been here with Peter Cockle and Nick Hare of Aleph Insights. Until next time, goodbye. Mm -hmm.